0: On today's episode of The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors, we are joined by Ingle Martin and Nate Morrow. Ingle is the head football coach at CPA here in Nashville, and Nate is the headmaster there at CPA. He also played linebacker under Woody Woodenhofer in the late 90s, so you will not want to miss what these guys have to say. We dive into Langston Patterson's commitment to Vandy and the future of football on West End under Coach Lee. We've got all that and much more coming right up here on the Door Report, powered by Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Let's ride!
1: You're listening to the Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who believe black and gold, Commodore Nation. Anchor down.
0: Welcome back into The Door Report. It is episode 77 on a Friday, March 26, 2021. We are, as always, presented by the great folks at Alaco Wood Floors. Unfortunately, I know I promised you Mr. Will Byron would be back. Unfortunately, this is my fault this time. Couldn't quite get it scheduled for uh, for us to do it at the same time. But I am here with you on episode 77 of The Door Report. And we've got a couple of really special guests coming up later in the podcast. At first, we were originally only scheduled to be joined by Engel Martin, the head football coach at CPA. But he brought along the headmaster at CPA, Mr. Nate Morrow and uh, former Vanderbilt linebacker under Woody Woodenhofer from 1998 to 2001. So both of them uh, joined the podcast. It was really fun. I think a lot of uh, Vanderbilt fans are going to love this in-depth conversation uh, in regards to Langston Patterson committing to Vanderbilt and kind of diving into Clark Lee's uh, culture and, and, and what he's trying to build at Vanderbilt. We talked a lot about that with former Commodore Nate Morrow. Before we get to a little bit of the breaking news, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's at door underscore report and Instagram door dot report. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And while you're at it, go give our podcast five stars and a review on iTunes. It's now time for breaking news. Today's breaking news is brought to you by the Recycling Dudes.
1: You may ask, who are the Recycling Dudes? Well, their brothers Graydon and Chapman and their dad. Drew Smith, who is a Metro Nashville firefighter, living in Westmead, The Recycling Dudes recognize the need for a service that would take glass to the recycling for busy homeowners who care about our environment. They pick up your glass, separate it, and take it to be recycled. They offer monthly service as well as one-time party pickup, starting as low as $10 per month. All you have to do is sign up on their website at
0: RecyclingDudes.com. All right, the Vandy boys were in action last night, if you didn't know. I'm sure you did, though. It was on the SEC network. The Commodores got the victory over a struggling Missouri group. Vanderbilt improves to 17-3 on the season. Missouri falls to 8-13 and on the year. Missouri jumped out in the bottom of the second. They put one run across, and then the Commodores scored four unanswered, two in the third, two in the fourth. And then Missouri added one in the sixth. Commodores jumped all on them in the top of the sixth, though, with four runs. Home run from C.J. Rodriguez. Jason Gonzalez also had a bomb. The rain pushed the first pitch back a couple hours, but that didn't affect the Commodores team. They top-ranked Vandy boys. They cruised to a 10-2 victory. Again, they fell a little behind early, but that didn't that didn't uh, falter didn't affect the Commodores. All nine starters registered at least one hit in the game last night. Six batters turned in multi-hit outings. C.J. Rodriguez, we tweeted out uh, his bomb last night. He was three for five, three RBIs. Another gem from Kumar. He's 6-0 and now. Uh, he turned in his fourth consecutive quality start, working six innings. He allowed only two runs, one earned on five hits and two walks while striking out five batters. Sam Hillaboki picked up his first save of the season coming in late, and the Commodores keep rolling. Carter Young also registered his 15th RBI of the season with a base knock up the middle, and the dominant Keegan also played really well last night. Parker Noland, Enrique Bradfield continues to impress, so I think what you're seeing right now from this Vandy boys team are, is the bats starting to come alive and starting to form into a unit and start to gel a lot better uh, now, as opposed to the beginning of the season. And that happens. It happens. And, and, and Hey, if they can get their chemistry down earlier than usual, boy, watch out because this team is, is dangerous already with the pitching staffs. Stay tuned tonight. Jack Leiter is going to go, in Como tonight, 7 o'clock first pitch from Taylor Stadium. You can watch it on SEC Network Plus. It was fun. It was on SEC Network last night, uh, but, again, you you will be able to watch that SEC Network Plus tonight. Vanderbilt at Missouri for Game 2. Jack Leiter on the bump. All right, that's the only really piece of breaking news. We do have a scrimmage on Saturday for Clark Lee and Vanderbilt football. It'll be uh, fun to get some footage out of that, some news and notes get an interview from Clark Lee after that so again it's going to be fun to, to keep an eye on who uh who's impressive in that scrimmage on Saturday and uh, after I think it was four spring practices so far so uh, it's going to be good for the guys to get back on the field uh spring game obviously April 17th uh fun times fun times on West End but they took the two guys we got coming up here on the doorport were an absolute blast to talk to Ingle Martin, He was a 2001 graduate of Montgomery Bell Academy, one year ahead of both Clark Lee and Barton Simmons. He went on to play college ball at Florida, and then he transferred over to Furman, and then he was selected in the fifth round of the 2006 NFL draft by Green Bay. And in 2011, he became the head football coach at CPA here in Nashville, and he still remains the head coach. So he's looking forward to his next fall season in Nashville with the Lions. But he brought on a special guest, Nate Morrow. He is the headmaster at CPA. He is a former Vanderbilt linebacker under uh, Coach Woody Woodenhofer. Played a little bit of Woody ball there in the late 90s. So we had a big time. This was a fun conversation with Ingle with and Nate, and, and I think you guys are going to love it. So stay tuned for Ingle Martin and Nate Morrow coming right up here on The Door Report, powered by Alaco Wood Floors. Before we get to the interview with Ingle Martin and Nate Morrow, it's now time to set it over to Gary Scales for a few words on our presenting sponsor, Alaco Fine Wood Floors. No matter what style you're going for, you can trust
1: your flooring job to Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Take a walk through the woods in your home every day. Get your flooring job started today by calling 615-356-0303. Alaco Fine Wood Floors craftsmanship you can stand on
0: welcome back into the door reports alongside engel martin current cpa head football coach he has a special guest with him in his office today nate morrow played from 98 to 01 with uh, Coach Woody Woodenhofer on West End. So we're going to have some fun today here in the Doorport. But Engel, you are, uh, you know, the special guest, a graduate of Montgomery Bell Academy 2001, a year ahead, correct, of Clark Lee? Um, so and, and Barton Simmons, so um, obviously, with some relationships there, we'll talk all about that. He went on to play college ball at Florida and Furman, set multiple team records in addition to being a punter for the Paladins. So, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. He selected in the fifth round of the 06 NFL draft by the Packers, and now he's a head coach here at CPA in Nashville. Coach, uh, you ready for summertime yet? No,
2: I'm good, I'm ready for uh, for spring to keep going, you know. It's- <laughs> It's one of my favorite times of the year. I get to go out and watch a little baseball with my kids, yep. soccer, and uh, do a little turkey hunting, maybe a little yep. fishing.
0: There you go. There you go. It's It's prime time for that right now. Coach, Obviously the, the, the news this week is, uh, is Langston Patterson committing to Vanderbilt. Um, And, and this was a huge get uh, for Clark Lee and his staff. Uh, What's it been like coaching him and and seeing his development over the years? You're very familiar with the family, with Kane uh, playing at CPA as well as older brother. Uh, What have you seen from his development and kind of his um, you know, his approach to the game?
2: Well, I, you know, I think obviously he's got, he's got all the, the tools that you need to be successful. Um, you know, he's been gifted by God physically, you know, a big, strong kid. Um, he can run, uh, you know, he can hit. Um, and then the, the thing that'll set him apart and, and the reason that, that Clark um, offered him at Notre Dame um, is that he's got the the middle, mental capacity to to run his defense. You know, um, Langston's a very intuitive player, understands concepts in football. Uh, and, you know, I actually have him in history and told him today that he's not going to a place that uh, you know isn't going to worry about his history. You know he makes sure that his schoolwork's done because <laughs> Vanderbilt they're not real worried about if you're playing football or not. And so he's he's a different kid. He he appreciates that. And you know our headmaster here, uh, Nate Morrow, you know yep. has been great because uh, Nate's gotten to talk to Kane and Langston here, and uh, he. Miss Kane a little bit, but yeah. we'll, we'll, blame, we'll blame the, the old bandy uh, staff there, but he was able after time to get Langston, uh, you know, to understand what a Vanderbilt degree means and, and really what that opportunity looks like. You know, he, he was able to play linebacker there and played with a bunch of really good guys. And he won't tell you this, but was in camp with the Titans a couple of years. And so Vanderbilt has always had great linebackers, always produced them. And I think, uh, I think Langston understands that he wants, wants to be a part of that legacy and Get, gets opportunity playing the SEC
0: so we also got Nate Morrow uh, play play for uh, Woody Woodenhoefer a little bit of woody ball there from uh 98 to 01 and, and Nate. The, the, they talk about the Vanderbilt man a lot. I think you know in the SEC and and uh, you know locally, it's a different different. It's a different breed, different type of guy that that Vanderbilt recruits. Not sure how different the recruiting style of Woody Woodenhoffer's was to I guess Franklin and Mason and Clark Lee. Uh, maybe you can speak to that. But how would you say recruiting uh, to Vanderbilt has changed uh, over the past decade or so? Uh, just you know the type of guy they want and, and need in that program.
3: Well, I think. Uh... <laughs> What they need, I don't know that has necessarily changed, but I think how they've gone about communicating that need has, and, that, and changed for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it takes to be a successful student athlete at Vanderbilt hasn't changed. It's a it's a phenomenally, um, it's a school of very high-quality education. It's one that's going to uh, force you to learn how to do life well, I and mean, you have to manage an SEC schedule, an expectation of preparation for the field, and you're going to have to take care of Um, your classwork and make sure that you're being successful in in, in the classroom. And and, um, which is really good. I mean, that that teaches uh, responsibility, uh, accountability. um, And you need that because, you know, most of these guys going to college at any of these programs aren't going to the NFL. Um, They're going into a work world, they're going into industry, they're going to, to start families. And so really, The character that's why I love about Vanderbilt is the character that you need to have in your players and in the culture you need to grow in your program to be successful are the very same ones that are going to propel you post college into those future careers
0: now, Engle. There's this great picture out. Uh, I think I, I saw it right when Clark was hired, but I think it's at the Swamp after Vanderbilt played uh, at Florida, and it's you and a bunch of other Vanderbilt players. And I was w- sitting there wondering what what happened. Why did why couldn't we get Engle over to West End? What, what, what happened
2: there? Well, um, to 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 be to be truthful, I went and sat in uh, Coach Wood, Woodenhoff's um, office. Um, they were the first school that offered me. Uh, had a lot of um, ties to Vanderbilt through NBA, but um, yeah. you know my parents both went to UT. Had a sister. At oh UT. man! And so uh, <laughs> I, I grew up on Ackland Avenue, and so I grew up listening to Vanderbilt games on the PA. Yeah, yeah. Um, through the crowd. neighborhood, and so um, yeah. But but honestly, at that time for me, you know, going and looking at it, uh, they had one practice field. The weight room uh, was not as good as what we had at MBA, and I think uh, the biggest thing that Vanderbilt has done, and, and I think Bobby Johnson is probably the one that, that should right. get some of the credit, right. getting them back on on the right track. Um, but they started committing to to not only being excellent in the classroom, but but they're also excellent um, in football. And I think uh, I think that's why they made the change this year. Uh, Clark is a, is a really smart guy. He did his homework, I know on uh, taking this job. And um, the fact of the matter is why can't Vanderbilt be the one that people go to in the United States? Um, Stanford's done it. They've been in the top 10. Northwestern's been in the top 10. Um, Boston College has had their their day mm-hmm. in the sun. And so yep. Georgia Tech, I mean, you talk, start talking about these elite academic places. Why not Vanderbilt? And, uh, you know, the city's great. The school's great. Um, the conference is the best. And so I think Clark understands that. And uh, so 2001 for me was a little bit different.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: but obviously, uh, those guys in that picture have all probably, uh, you know, had more success. They had definitely had more success in college. You know, I didn't finish at Florida. Um, all of them, you know, were all SEC.
0: If you're looking at the picture, I'm
2: thinking. And I think of, it was
0: Javon Hay. Also, I don't know who else was in there.
2: Well, D- Dominique Morris played in right. NBA with with Clark and myself. Moses yeah. Osumu he played actually a linebacker, inside backer when when Nate was there. Okay. Hunter yeah Hunter Hunter Hill and Meyer was yeah. In the- yeah. for 10 years um, and, and then you have uh me and Clark with only two failures in that photo. So, <laughs> um, so 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 the, the the biggest thing is is I think it's a it's a new day. And so when you can get a guy like Langston Patterson to say uh you know what I'm I'm leaving Stanford, I'm leaving Notre Dame, I'm Yeah. I'm leaving University of Tennessee and I'm coming to be a part of this. I think it says a lot, and uh, I, I sure hope that uh, all of the the alumnus and the people that give money to Vanderbilt understand that um, there is no cheap way of getting through business. Like, no nobody right. goes in and says, oh, "Let's see if we can cut a few things." No, let's give people what they yeah. need to be successful. Obviously, that all you know that you know that that's part of figuring out how to be successful. But I think Clark's smart enough to figure that out, and I sure hope Vanderbilt supports that.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of fans starting to kind of realize what he's doing. I'm glad you went back to Langston, though, because I want to hit one more point on him, because both you guys have been around that family, especially with Kane, going over to Clemson. How would you compare those two guys? Um, you know, I mean, they look fairly similar. Langston could potentially end up being a little bit bigger. I mean, he's, he's pretty big right now, but Langston is a guy going to Vandy, Kane's going to Clemson. How would you compare kind of their trajectories so far? Um, langston has got a little bit of ways to go, but, you know, with both you guys being around both those guys, how would you compare them? Well, it, I think
2: that's really hard um, because, you know, Kane was a, a, was an All-American, all, all, all American, you know, it's not called the Army All-American ball. I don't even know what they call it now. Um, but, you know, he was selected an All-American, played in the National All-American game. Um, and, you know, we feel here I- – Honestly, we feel here Langston's got every bit of that potential. Um, you know, when you start measuring them, uh, Langston's arms are a little bit longer. He had a little bit higher vertical. Uh, they run about the same. Um, you know, Kane, even now at Clemson, when when they measure his five-yard burst, Kane was elite with his five-yard burst. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I've never seen a kid get to the line of scrimmage that mm-hmm. quick. But I think just in the same note, Langston's elite in his ability to recognize plays and diagnose what needs to be done and, and make plays in space. And, um, I'll let them argue amongst themselves of who's better. Um, but I think what, where they both probably have the most pride is who is the better running back. They're not worried about linebacker. They both think that they're great running back. So yeah. uh, we're, we're thankful I've had them both. Um, but certainly uh, you know, I think they both possess the qualities to be successful in college. And, you know, Nate had an unbelievable relationship with Kane, which again, is pretty unique for a high school to have your headmaster play in the SEC and sign right. a an contract. Right. And so he and Kane, I remember him telling me, he's like, Hey, Kane's asking me, you know, about you know some of this stuff with uh, with linebacker, and I was like, dude, you know how to play? I've never taken on a guard or a, <laughs> you know, have
3: at it. That's not so, me out
2: there. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
3: Well, I just think you see both of them, and they'll argue about who's the better looking one, uh, and I won't <laughs> pick. Um, but they, they, it's the character of these two young men. Right, I mean, it's right. really and truly. The character. I mean, they have phenomenal physical tools. Um, they have all the measurables you want to see, but their 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 drive to, I think, fully uh, make manifest the gifts God has given them is what's I think most impressive and rare. Again, I'm like these kids as sophomores. Like, hey, Mister Morrow, how do you read this? Like, what's the footwork like on this? When they're pulling away and you're on the backside, how are you looking to you know the gap on the backside? I mean, things that 16 year olds don't sit and talk to grown men about. Yeah initiate conversation, would listen, would sit and take notes on things. And that's not because somebody asks them to, Where they're trying to get in good, they just want to get better. And and I think that's what you love. Like these are young men, Pat Langston is, he loves playing the game. He loves being a part of a team. Um, What excites as a Vanderbilt alum, uh, the program, this is a kind of guy that you grow culture with. Right. Like you grow mindset with where this is uh, the quality of, of a young man that you can build upon. And I think what's exciting to watch as a fan of, of the program is they're bringing in these kind of guys who are. Um, are that total package and are who are reliable and are ones that understand that it's not going to be easy. Um, there's no harder task than turning around this program. Um, and, and Engel's right. Like it's, it's not just how good is Clark and his staff. It's will the university as a whole, from the Chancellor on, on down, invest into this program. And as it invests in this program, it's going to make everything about you know, that area of West End better. Uh, And you have seen it. And I think Langston's the kind of guy, from the football perspective, where they can look back at the university and say, hey, we're doing our job. We're bringing in great people. We're going to be successful as a Vanderbilt alum, both on and off the field. We need everybody all in on it.
0: Man, Nate, I'm starting to wonder why Clark didn't give you a call yet. (laughs) No, man. (laughs) No, no. No, no. We all have our roles to play, and it's not probably one for me. I like to sit and clap. I'm a good clapper. And I'll sit and applaud everybody. Yeah, hey, we'll see. It's going to be fun. I want to ask kind of about his recruiting style and, and how it might mold into what he wants. But, Matt, I mean, if you're a player, I was telling my co-host is usually on here a couple of days ago, if you're a player in the state of Tennessee and you got Clark Lee, Javon Hay, and, and some of these former Commodore players coming into your house and giving you the pitch, I don't see how you turn it down. I I don't care how talented you are, especially if you're in in this area. So what is it? What is that pitch? I know, I mean, you guys aren't in the office with with Clark there, but what do you think, um, you know, with you guys, Engel, I mean, you went to high school with them. Nate being a Vanderbilt guy, what, what, uh, what is his pitch? What, uh, you know, and and does he kind of need to alter some things because of, you know, kind of what, what has happened in the past few years?
2: Yeah. Well, I think the the thing that comes across when anybody talks to Clark is that he's coming from a genuine place. He's not a salesman. You know, he's not he's not trying to get you to buy something that has no value and listening to it to talk about his heartbeats and habits. And, you know, that's really who he is. Like, this is not something that he doesn't believe in or he doesn't practice um, with his own family, you know. And so I think those guys and those uh, families are seeing that this this man cares about making my son the best person he can be yeah he's going to be a really good football player Clark's already proved that he's one of the best defensive minds in the country but uh my kid's going to be around a guy and a group of men uh you forget about Norval McKenzie who's there yeah. who you know Langston loved him at at um Louisville
0: mm-hmm.
2: um Earl Bennett um my brother-in-law mm-hmm. uh played at Vanderbilt Matt frigi and you know he loves Earl you know Matt was one of the best basketball players at Vanderbilt so seeing Earl come back Matt loves having Earl back and so you've got you've got all this stuff going on but but Clark's not just surrounding himself with good football coaches he's surrounding himself with great great men and great women to help work in that program and so uh I I think Vanderbilt understands it they got a lot of people who are successful in business there um they pay all of the people in the in the hospital really well um and I know these guys are getting paid well, but it's not just about paying a few people. It's about mm-hmm. supporting it. He said it from the top down. You know, how do we go and support this guy? And why is being good at football important? I think that's that's a really good question to ask at Vanderbilt. Why is being good at football important? And, and my thing is they are selling that just like our academics, football is going to be that. And we want you to understand that it's the whole package here. And so when Langston uh, came away talking with him and Clark's at Notre Dame. Notre Dame does a pretty good job of selling that, you know, academically, athletically. You walk on Notre Dame's campus, it's unbelievable, right? That's gold standard, yeah. Yeah, and and Notre Dame's pretty unique because they're doing it athletically and academically. Right. They still have the belief that it's not all about football, and I think Vanderbilt can make a name for itself doing that. Like, you can be a well-rounded person and still be the best football player you can be, and guess what? When you're NFL careers done at 32 years old or whatever it is, you can go be whatever you want to be and have whatever kind of life you want to have. Um, and it again, goes back to, I think Clark and, and those guys are genuine. Like they really believe in Vanderbilt and they believe in what Vanderbilt offers. And, and now I think Vanderbilt's seeing that, you know, we, we can put some stuff behind it to be uh, not just saying, Hey, this is a great place to come to school. No, this is a great place to come to school and play football.
0: Yeah, I think Nate can agree too. We're getting a little bit of the James Franklin type of vibe right now. And and Franklin was, I don't even think a lot of people were as excited about Franklin as they are about Clark Lee right now, because of you know what just what he's been through with Vanderbilt. And you know, he wasn't necessarily successful at Vanderbilt, but it's kind of I, I compare it to a story kind of like the miracle, the, the hockey movie. He, you know, the coach he didn't have any success, but you know, now he's coming back to coach his group of guys and and try to do something special. And you talked about the staff, angle. I mean, they got Barton Simmons also, uh, who is a guy that is kind of transforming the college recruiting game. I want to ask you a little bit about that. Uh, how much, how much do you think he could change how they recruit, and 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 kind of how much easier it might make it for Clark because that way. Barton's basically the recruiter. I mean, Clark Lee's going to these houses, but Barton's the CEO type of guy of this program. And, and maybe how many more college programs might begin to, to, to utilize that type of guy?
2: Well, well, I think if you look at football um, and I think it was Paul Brown way back when mm-hmm. uh, with, with the Browns or whatever it was later, the Bengals, right? I mean, he's yeah. the Ohio guy. Yeah. Makes but nobody's the reference there. Yeah. That's good. Nope, nobody. <laughs> Nobody watched film before him. Nobody had meetings. You just went out and played. Uh, There was no need for a coach. Quarterback called his own plays. And so football has evolved from what the professional game has done. And, you know, they're starting to see that you've got to have an expert in personnel, just like NFL teams have general managers. I mean, NFL teams spend lots of money on trying to identify the right person. And even with all that money, you still miss. And so the days of having a a nine-person coaching staff be the only ones that are recruiting and coaching are long gone. And I think, um, I think for Clark to have seen it and just the way that the stars aligned for these two guys that have known each other forever and are best friends. I mean, there, there's no other job that I think Barton would have left for. If Clark had gotten the Stanford job, I don't think Barton's moving to California, no, um, even no. the Notre Dame. Uh, I don't think Barton's moving to Notre Dame. And so you've got one of the guys that's arguably the top, talent evaluator in the country, lives in Nashville. Clark and him are best friends from Nashville. Uh, you know, Barton's a Yale guy, so he might argue about what's the better school, but <laughs> but the, the bottom line is you had all these things aligned to get these two guys here. And uh it's certainly a unique package. And and again, the the alumni and the supporters of Vanderbilt are going to be the ones who benefit from it and all those kids that play for them because they're gonna, they're gonna get their kind of guys. They're not just taking guys that can run and hit they're taking guys like like nate said that that are vanderbilt men um yeah. so able to get those guys there there are enough of those guys and now if vanderbilt will again back them and allow them to go recruit you know a guy in hawaii or wherever they need to recruit him, which i think they will that they can build a roster of 85 guys that are ready to play um and you know i'm, I'm hoping that we can get a few walk-ons there uh, cuz we don't have many Langston and Patterson's coming around you know <laughs> it's a, it's We a need whole- we
0: need are there any more Patterson's uh, are there Actually wait, yeah, they
3: got twin little brothers uh in Oh the hey grade. So yeah we got to get we them over seen to West the two End. two Patterson's potentially. Yeah, that's
0: right. That's right. <laughs> hey, that's how it usually goes though, families. Uh Nate, I want to ask you a little bit about um obviously being a Vanderbilt guy and and kind of uh you know playing for for Coach Woodhoffer and now seeing seeing some coaches come through, Bobby Johnson, James Franklin, they got Derek Mason, Clark Lee. Um what? How much do you think the expectations have changed? Obviously, we all know they changed with Coach Franklin, uh, and even with Coach Mason early on, got to a couple of bowl games. But for right now, what, what are the expectations? You know, for next season, obviously, there's there's been a lot of turnover with the team. But um, you know, who who knows what Clark Lee can do with this team, and then down the road, uh, what what could his ceiling be? Do you think here here on West End? I, I think the ceilings.
3: I mean, this, you can go as high as you want on the ceiling. Um, And I would just say. Um, there's two things, like all these coaches you named are great guys, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Coach Johnson, um, uh, Derek, I mean, all yeah. of them, like, they're just all James. I mean, all of them are great guys and are unique. They're different, all of those things. And, but I think the, the one thing that you could say would have mattered with all of them, all the way back to Coach Woody, is, is full investment from the whole university. Mm-hmm. And there's always this felt tension between, well, if we're too good in this area or we invest too much, then that might detract from the academic reputation or the, the, the other ways we as a university want to distinguish ourselves. And I think when you like for reference, when you look at these other highly selective universities, um, those two things can complement each other. Phenomenal, I mean, excellence is excellence. And so if your organization mm-hmm. is committed to excellence, then you don't want to have selective excellence where we're really okay. We're excited to be good in baseball and engineering and, and pre-med or in education, but we're okay being average in these other areas. No, you want excellence to permeate everything you do. And that takes an investment again from the top down. Uh, I think coaches win games. Uh, I think organizations win championships. Um, and that is how, and and I just Means everybody's on the same page. That's not to take away from the coach. That just means everybody is synced up and this is what we want to do. Now for expectations for coach Lee, I would say um, anything that's going to be good and sustainable takes time. Right. And so if you want to talk about shifting and growing culture in the most competitive football league in the country, uh, then you tell the coaching staff we're behind you. We will invest everything we have to ensure the success from our position. And we know it's going to take time. Let's, let's measure the things that are important, right? Those culture things, right? The type of guys we're getting our grad, you know, the, the facilities that we're, we're giving them, the opportunities they're going to have, the, the ex the expertise that we're surrounding our kids with. And if we, again, let's focus on those things and, and the are going to come with it. Right. I think, right. I think, The trap of all administrators is to jump to the wins and losses column immediately. And that's going to be some indication of success when you're looking at turning around a program. All right, what we were doing wasn't working. So if we think we're going to do something the same and then going to get a different result, that's not going to happen. So, what are we going to do different? How are we going to give it the time to grow and mature? Because all things have to mature if they're going to be any good. And then let's look at the result a few years down the road. So he may have a great season. I hope he does. But if he doesn't, like, let's not freak out. Like, right. it's the season. And they're trying to build something sustainable, not just a quick turn. Because what you don't want as a Vanderbilt fan is, oh, there's this quick turn. Oh, Clark Lee, now he's looking at the next thing. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's respect ourselves enough as a big-time program to say we're about investing in our leadership of the program to sustain this for a long time.
0: Right and I, I think a big part of that is his relationship with a lot of the uh the high school coaches here in Tennessee and and he's talked about kind of the um the the radius within and being in the south in Nashville it's a hotbed he knows um but he's going to go after you know the, the top talent of the state and that kind of comes to you Engel, about the question of how important is a college coach's relationship with a lot of these local uh, high school coaches because you know I'm sure some college coaches take advantage of that and and, and use those relationships some may not, may not not as much, but for you and, and having relationships, with a lot of these coaches, how much do you think that helps them? And, 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 how much of an advantage might it give them to have a great relationship uh, with you uh, and, 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 you know, a lot of the other in-state coaches to, you know, to kind of bring those guys to Vandy?
2: Well, I, I think the, the bottom line is no matter what business you're in, um, you know, relationships probably are, are, if, if they're not number one, they're number two, you know, as far as making something work. Um <clears throat> You know, the, uh, you know, James Franklin, for an right. example, he never signed one of our kids. Uh, we didn't have anyone sign with Franklin while he was there. We had a kid sign, uh, Jay Hockaday signed there um, right. in 20, uh, 2015 class, I believe. But James came in our, our building every year, and he walked the hallways. Um, and, you know, when kids would say anchor down, he'd throw up the VU. He, he was yeah. the guy that that's how he did it, you know. And uh, you know what? It worked for him. And so whatever that is, you know, Franklin and I don't know why he came to our place. Right. But he came. And so he made an effort. And so I don't know if that meant that he had played less golf or if he, you know, didn't spend as much time, um, you know, doing other things. But but he did make that effort. And so there's coaches that love coaching ball and there's coaches that love recruiting. Um, and so sometimes you got a guy in there that that doesn't like recruiting as much. He just thinks it's all about scheme. And so I don't know where where Clark's going to be, but I, I do know that you know your coaches are um, the people that are you know building relationships that know these kids. Um, they can definitely help you, uh, and they can hurt you. You know, I, I know other high school coaches that have looked at colleges and said you're not allowed in our doors anymore. Now, I, you know, I, I I have not done that, but but there are certainly Programs that have um, offered people non-committable scholarships, which you know that's not a real thing, but it is a real thing. And so, uh, so I don't that doesn't make any sense to me. But people have different reasons for doing anything. And I think the biggest thing is this relationship piece with the high school guys. It, it, it I don't think it hurts knowing um, these high school coaches. And obviously, part of the deal is recruiting. That's what this last year is really crazy because none of these guys have gotten on campus, and so. Uh-huh. Uh, You know, I talked with other SEC coaches. They were signing kids that had never been on campus. It's amazing. 21 class, never been on our campus. They've zoomed. That's crazy. They've done what we're doing and they've never been on. And so that probably helped sometimes because people didn't see what a crummy city it was or whatever. (laughs) And it probably hurt on others where, you know, Hey, my gift is to be around people and get them to feel good about it. Or our new, you know, weight room was really going to sell them and they can't see it. So, um it, it definitely definitely uh, helps, I think, you know, obviously having good relationships with high school coaches. I,
0: I guess that means we might be seeing Clark Leaf come down in a helicopter right outside CPA's football field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, James Franklin.
2: A, yeah, think about that.
0: I mean, <laughs> just, uh, let him know that, that we'll we'll clear out a little bit. At y'all's
2: but, doors are open, right? <laughs> oh, I I don't know that Clark's a helicopter dropping
3: kind of guy. <laughs> I'm, he wants to take it the next step. He'd bring the helicopter, not land it, rappel out of it. That's right. Land yeah. and then talk to him. Right, and then he comes out. We've
0: done the helicopter thing. We've got to step it up a little bit. That'll be a lot better. And maybe we'll get Barton, Earl Bennett, somebody down here. But, hey, guys, thank you so much. This is fun. Uh, This this will be awesome for, I think, a lot of Vanderbilt fans to to be able to listen to. But, uh, again, thank you so much, Engel Martin and Nate Morrow. Nate Morrow, the former Commodore, Engel Martin, the former Gator. Thank you so much for taking the time, guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that does it for a very special episode of The Door Report, Episode 77. Big thanks to Ingle Martin and also a special appearance from Nate Morrow, former Vanderbilt linebacker in the late 90s under Coach Woodenhofer. For myself, Billy Derrick, Ingle Martin, and Nate Morrow, thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Episode 77 of The Door Report, powered by Alaco Wood Floors.